0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Glad to hear it. I just uh, noticed this headline pop up. I don't know if it means anything. Biden-McCarthy to hold pivotal meeting on debt ceiling as time to resolve standoff uh, grows short. I thought they said it had to be done by yesterday. Now, apparently, it didn't need to be done by yesterday.
2: What I know about... Uh, they're claiming any—remember the strikes, the government strikes, where they'd be like, it's due at 2 p.m. Oh, yeah. on oh, Thursday. Yeah. And then yep. the 2 p.m. comes, they're like, it's due at 4 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> Is that like, they've got more leniency than I ever had in yes. college.
1: President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy are set to meet at the White House at a pivotal moment. As Washington works to strike a budget compromise and raise the nation's borrowing limit in time to avert a devastating federal default, do you think there was ever a chance at all that that was going to happen? Mm. That they
0: would have defaulted federally? No, probably no. not, because we're about to get into an election season. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never going to happen. That's,
1: that's what they do, though. They lie and they torment you. Mm-hmm. The meeting Monday afternoon between the Democratic president and the new Republican speaker will be critical as they race to prevent a looming debt. They race. <laughs> We're working really hard. Oh, my God.
2: Looming debt. Like, looming. Oh, that's another good one. It's
1: a looming debt limit. <laughs> uh, after a weekend of start-stop talks, both men appeared upbeat as they face a the deadline as soon as June 1st, when the government could run out of cash to pay its bills. Biden and McCarthy spoke by phone on Sunday while the president was returning home on Air Force One after the Group of Seven summit in Japan. It went well. We'll talk tomorrow, Biden said in response to a a shouted question upon his return late Sunday. They're going to get this done. Not everybody's going to be pleased with it. We know that to be a fact. It just it it can never not everyone can be pleased. Correct. That's true. Now, the other headline that's in the. Star Tribune this morning: legislature passes three billion dollar tax bill ahead of Monday deadline. Um, tax bill includes one-time rebates, tax credits and a one billion dollar tax increase. Don't they already have 18 billion left over from last year? What happened to that money?
2: That's so funny that you think that money was just sitting around and nobody grabbed it or used it for something.
1: Mm-hmm. You think that I think that?
2: No, I don't. I know you. Oh, don't. I thought you
1: said, you said. I meant like that a joke,
2: like, you go, what happened to that money? I'm like, just we disgusting. all know. We all know.
1: You get human beings near money; they are the most disgusting animals on earth. I, God, money—it's just filthy. I,
2: I just hope somebody got a pontoon out of the whole thing.
1: That's what I'm hoping. Eventually, a power lodge—you got to get over there. Well, I could do it with my huge tax rebate.
2: Yeah, the one you're for sure gonna get.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The tax bill. <laughs> About that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, these phony bastards on the local, uh, local and national stage. Oh, we're trying to get it done. Like you lying sacks of shit.
2: We're racing to
1: get it done. Oh, we're working really hard for you.
2: When we're we're not working on our Prince lyrics that we're gonna say for a (laughs) soundbite, we are. Uh, Pensafaya.
1: I guess we'll figure it out eventually. I just like I said, you have to lie. Calm down, boy. But they, you know, what's funny is these days if i go back you know to my teen years and all the rest of it you never heard that billion dollar figure rolling around it was always millions it wasn't billions back then
2: yeah billions is coming out a little too easily in <laughs> it every really department is. where there i was looking it at is. list of uh richest richest women in the world and how casually 900 billion you're like what the <laughs> exactly how do you even <laughs> fathom that uh cool
1: Guarantee you one thing. If I was ever worth 900000000000 billion, you'd never hear my name again. I can promise you that. I would disappear.
2: You talk such a big game. I would. Because you, you needed to do this job.
1: Can you even imagine, though, how you would get driven crazy if people knew you were a billionaire?
2: You'd never want oh. anyone to know. Oh,
1: God, it'd be torture.
0: Yeah, I, I get why guys like Zuckerberg just decide to wear board shorts and tank tops all day. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to look like I'm just some sort yep. of gutter punk surfer kid, <laughs> and please don't come and ask me for money because I just can't deal with it all day. Yeah. You have a smidgen of success. Even if anybody... Oh, yeah. Because the thing about radio is people think that they just hand over bags of money, and it's like... They do, yeah. yeah. B- back in the day, there were some people that made a lot of money. For everybody in mind and Britney's generation of broadcasters, that was gone way before. I mean, it was... Oh. So people think that we still made those oh, salaries. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember
2: I was like 23, 24. I was... Uh, uh, I don't even think I was... I think I was just doing the phones on the morning show and the overnight at KQ. hmm and I was at a, a school reunion thingy. It was like at a bar, and this guy got drunk and he was like, you know what? Britney should pay for our shots. She's oh, the big you go. wig radio person. <laughs> there and I like you go. I wanted to like scream in his face, except I would not come <laughs> off well. I'm like, I barely make more than minimum wage, mm-hmm. sir. Like I'm exhausted right now. Buy your own frickin' shots.
1: Why do people think just because you have money, you should pay for everything?
2: Isn't that funny? Especially, I don't even drink. I'm sure at the time, I was like, cool, good luck with that.
1: I mean, if somebody wants to to volunteer to pay, good for you. I'm happy for you. But you thinking they should? Like, what is wrong with you?
2: It also takes away the fun of it. if, like, oh, yeah, he'll take care of it. Like, well, if he wants to, him or she she wants to, let them offer it up. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is assumed.
1: No question about it.
2: That's one of the things, man. Going to dinner with you, I hated seeing people just assume you were gonna pay. I hated that.
1: Oh, did you really?
2: I did. And I was I was like, you know, we're in this huge group and I was always ready. Like I brought I brought cash for my own you mm-hmm. know, there's no way I could pay for anybody's at the table because I wanted to be ready for that. And you know, but I just hate there was that feeling of, oh Tom will get it. And I'm like, Oh,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, please know that I will always fake going for my wallet. Sure. Every sure. time dinner. we're having dinner, please my know. Arm. yep,
1: just, I, My
0: arm's locked up. <laughs> I can't get it in my pocket. Hey, I'm just going to run to the bathroom <laughs> real quick. I'll be right back, knowing that when the check is sitting there, yeah. it'll probably be paid for by the time I get back.
2: Every time I go to dinner with Rudy, I'm like, I think he has a UTI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Cargo hey. cabin, yeah. either
1: one. <laughs> Although I have run into people as well, they're tremendously generous and always want to pick up the tab. So you got to fight that too. Yes. It's oh like, no, no, you're not always going to pick up the tab. I just Calm didn't down. even
2: know how. To, you have to keep in mind. I was like 20 years old, hanging out with you in a, you know these big groups. I didn't even know how to handle any of that. I
1: suppose. Yeah. I was
2: so anxious, and I was like. You know, the idea of even splitting things, I'm like, I can't, but I will make sure I have the certain amount of cash and what I order I can right. cover, you know, mm-hmm. making sure I had that ready available. Like, well, here's my portion, because, like, I can't pay for anyone's wine here. Like, I'm broke. And so there was just so many things I was just, like, there'd be an anxiety kind of, like, hovering whenever I would have those big dinners. I was like, oh, my God.
1: Oh, I had a guy one time go after me in public. Uh, why don't I ever hear about you, do- you doing anything for anybody else? Uh, <laughs> because Catherine and I don't, Get on TV and puke about it. That's why. You dumb bastard. A lot of people do things behind everyone's back that benefit a lot of people, but you have to assume they're not doing anything because you're a prick.
2: I know, right? Well...
1: That's what it is.
2: You're helping. You're sponsoring the try the Minnetonka Triathlon. I've decided
1: against it. <laughs> no,
2: you changed your mind. Doing, I'm out of
1: the mix. <laughs> well, there no are our names already
2: on a T-shirt, so. Damn it. Also, if you're feeling like you want to be involved, you can absolutely volunteer for the Minneapolis Triathlon, and it's super fun. I'll be there, and it's, it's a good idea. It's a blast, and they give all of these local charities. And, and where is it? Uh, Mini uh, the Minnetonka. I'm sorry, I said Minneapolis. Minnetonka Triathlon. Um, it, you just have to go Google Minnetonka Triathlon. You get all the info, and uh, I just, I have so much fun because you have, like, you feel the energy mm-hmm. of doing a race without having to do the race because you're, like, there in the morning and you usually write on numbers on people and help everybody get. I get to be in a kayak at some point. No
1: kayak. <laughs>
2: which, but, like, you have that energy, but you don't have to actually do the triathlon. <laughs> so it's pretty fun to volunteer at.
1: You know what's kind of sad is they haven't had the bike-a-thon in... Like three or three years now, something like that. I used to go to that with with Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthow. We used to go to that uh, that bike a thon every I summer.
2: Know. I remember you doing that. I just don't remember that was a
1: few years ago already.
2: Do they not do it anymore? I
1: maybe during the pandemic they didn't want to do it. I get maybe that's what it was. But I haven't heard a word. We did it every year for I don't know how many years in a row. Dougie and I and Michael Bryant. It's true. What are you going to... Met a lot. By the way, I met a lot of really good people at that whole uh, bike-a-thon deal. It was a lot of fun.
2: I remember you doing that and you guys just having a blast.
1: Yep, it was. It was terrific. You still bike? Uh, I haven't started this year again, but I do have to get... I have to get after it. Mm. Matter of fact, I was going to ride my bike last weekend and then this whole you know migraine thing happened oh, so i got to deal with that crap now
2: Are you still rocking an e-bike? I know you have a nice bike too, like a nice road bike but I
1: are e cat we do have e-bikes but i never ride them
2: Yeah cuz Ken-
1: i want to get through the exercise anyway
2: Cuz i feel like i want an e-bike cuz it's my no, they're great. it's my time to get a bike bike and i feel like if i'm pulling that kiddo trailer it might be nice to have just a little help
1: Oh yeah uh, no that'd be that'd be perfect Okay cuz yeah, i yes I, you were the first
2: person it. i ever know to get an e-bike and i remember um alex talking about that they were pretty dang fun
1: no they are but you know you talk about a perfect use to pull a baby trailer
2: yeah that's what i was thinking yeah you're right like not like Smart. zooming like you know no no. just that thing. little bit you know a little bit out we're hitting jumps just airborne with the t- the tooley.
1: that would be a very very bad idea no that that's good thinking you should get one okay, well. I, I don't should? think that, that exp- oh yeah absolutely they're not that expensive anymore either are they e-bikes i don't think they i are. think they
2: range because i was looking casually somewhere between like 900 and you can go all the way up to god knows what but i think a oh, good really? one is around
1: 1500. Mm-hmm. oh i didn't know that yeah i suppose got a motor and everything I well suppose i mean it would be. that's
2: a was a big question i was like it was time for because i've got a really old bike and me and my husband are like all right it's time for me to upgrade my bike and it was like either i mean bikes in general or if you get a nice bike, are they're so expensive, yeah. not yeah, even getting are. the e-bike. So that's yep. why I was like, I feel like I'm a little bit preemptively getting an e-bike, but I also don't know how many bikes I have in my future, so it might be time.
1: It's wonderful. Uh, that's one thing, I would, where we live, we have all those wooden bridges that go through the, the marshlands. Yeah. On, it's beautiful over there. So, yeah, i got to get after that, especially since the – well, the weather hasn't been nice enough to ride a
0: bike, has it? No, it's been kind of – yeah, the last couple of weeks have been tough, and it's so cold in the morning. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to get out yeah. for the bike ride, it's too much. Yeah, it's too cold.
2: Okay, if I that get an true. e-bike and you have an e-bike, I swear we should one day – well, only one day – bike to work. That's it? You I used to. I know you used to on a normal bike. I did, yeah. I remember you used to bring that bad boy in the station – and it was the step-ins or what are the click-ins or whatever. Yeah, yep. Um, but, man, I used to always want to ride that bike because it was so – it was just so streamlined and, sh- like, sleek. That thing looked cool as heck. Then I
0: wore a helmet and everything.
2: As you should, All son.
0: All do is follow the rules. Spandex with the logos on them. Nope. The Italian, you, didn't, you didn't go with the spandex and the Italian with the flag? Oh, no. man. All right.
1: A lot of people do that, though. Oh, yeah. You are right. I got my bike outfit.
2: I know. It's like – and that's always – like – the one onesie ones it or whatever yeah. you like a singlet and i go dang sometimes i wear a singlet like you know like a like a whole outfit mm-hmm. and i always think oh god i hope i don't have to pee a lot that day so it's like how are bikers doing that so cash
1: <laughs> man it's honest to god oh wait a minute meta fun fi- now metas that's that used to be that's, facebook yeah. facebook
2: mm-hmm. meta owns quite a because I think now oh, they own they... Instagram mm-hmm. and then VR, Oculus. So I think Meta is uh, quite a bit.
1: It's got fined $1.3 billion. That's a pretty big fine, don't it's, you think? It's big, yeah. Meta fined $1.3 billion over data transfers to U.S. What? The record uh, privacy penalty... By the EU. Uh, also, it's the European Union had, had enough of his BS in mm. the problem. There you go.
0: Yeah. What's he doing doing that anyway? Data transfers. Can you actually find a company that is not in your country? That feels weird, right? The European yeah. Union? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I agree. agree. Why should they be able to give you a fine? You're not, it's, that's like China imposing something on, like, you know, Walzer. Yeah. It's like, what? For why? You're, we're not in your country. It doesn't matter. What's hmm. Walzer again? I forgot. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be
1: here. Dead to us. No, we so, said just Nissan kidding. baby.
2: We don't we love Walzer, but also don't cross us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously.
1: Well there you go. There you have it. God, they, there's a big, every every uh, news site I've looked at today, the top story is Epstein appeared to threaten Bill Gates over a fair. Ooh, I do
2: want you to read um, in the Tom's news stories, the mm-hmm. fans at Bud Grant Memorial, that one. I, I think. So we don't
1: want to read this one? We want to move on to your stories well, we're Well, I just doing? said
2: at some point, add no, it no. to the list. It too late. The, add it to the queue.
1: Nope, too late. You're out of the mix. And so what, what was the story about?
2: Um, the fans at Bad Gr- uh, Bud Grant Memorial. I just thought you'd like I that story. I can do
1: that. But, God, Bud's been dead how long? About a month now? Something seems, like that?
2: It seems like, honestly, I keep forgetting that he had passed.
1: Bud lived to be, though, what did he live to be, 94 years old? Something like that? I think so. So, where, you said it's in Tom's news story? Yep, under local. Okay, we're, I don't see. Da, da, da. Oh, there we go. Bud Grant Memorial. Yeah, way to uh, capitalize his name. Just insult the hell out of him. I'm oh, sorry
2: that I typed real quick. No, put it in there. there's no
1: excuse for it whatsoever. On a form
2: that only you and I see.
1: Yes, that's true. Fans of Bud Grant Memorial, he was the Vikings. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. He pretty much was the Vikings, no doubt about that. Uh, more than bringing the Vikings to four Super Bowls, Grant's legacy for Vikings faithful is uh, about enduring hard conditions and the promise of next year. I will still never forget. They were outdoor. I was at the University of Minnesota that had, that. I can't remember what the hell the event was, but it was colder than a son of a bitch. Yeah. But Bud Grant had to come out and accept some award or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Came out wearing a short sleeve T-shirt. That was
0: that was, the,
2: that was the
0: coin toss at the no, uh, was, at okay. the TCF Bank Stadium. He walked
1: out. Oh, TCF
0: Bank Stadium. And it was okay. yeah, it was negative twenty that day, <laughs> and he walked out in a T-shirt, did the coin toss, turned right back around, and like and didn't like run into the tunnel. No, shook some hands, got yep. some yeah, cause. And, I,
2: could you imagine the argument that happened with his family leading to up to that? Just put on a coat. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't need it. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, that's so funny.
1: Well, the guy's in his 90s. He's wandering around without a coat.
2: I just can't. I mean, I can't even imagine.
1: Bud was a piece of You guys ever meet Bud?
2: No, I never got to. I went to his garage sale uh, for the station a couple times, um, but I never got to meet him. You
1: know what's hilarious about that is Bud, I met Bud probably 10, 15 times. And every time I met him, he was introducing himself. Didn't remember me from one to the next.
0: Didn't he call you Tim that one time? Called me
1: Tim. Yeah, he did. Called Power me move. Tim. Yeah, I don't. He could not remember people, unless you were in his inner circle. He never remembered who you were. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is. The Vikings' public memorial service for the former uh, coach, Bud Grant, was a rare, quiet Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Hundreds of fans sat in uh, hushed reverence in the stands as Grant's family, friends, and colleagues told stories about his life and career. As they listened, the fans were transported uh, back to their parents' living rooms or the old Metropolitan Stadium, of course, remembering what it was like to watch uh, Grant uh, patrol the sidelines in the cold. Same story. Mm -hmm. He'd wear like a windbreaker. <laughs> like, really? Grant, who coached Vikings from nineteen sixty seven to nineteen eighty three and again in nineteen eighty five, was the first Vikings coach many fans remember, and for many, he still defines the team. But Grant was the Minnesota Vikings to me. He said, Michael O'Brien I wonder if that's my nephew. I have a nephew named Michael O'Brien. I wonder hmm. if it's him. I don't know. The Hall of Fame coach died at 95 years old in March. God, he's been dead already for a couple of months. I thought it was a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, that's wild. God, did
1: that fly by. Uh, he died in March at his home in Bloomington. The tone Grant set as a coach and his record of coaching the Vikings to 158 wins, 11 division titles, and four Super Bowl appearances inspired faith in the Vikings' possibility for fans too young to experience Grant's tenure. So tip of the cap to Bud Grant. Uh, he's a hell of a coach. Never won the big one, though. Uh, and as a matter of fact, Mayslack's over northeast, back when Stan was still around, Stan Mayslack had somebody come in and paint a mural about as big as that whole wall that you're sitting behind mm-hmm. there. This wall's probably, what, about 15 by 12, something like that? Sure. He had all these things painted up on the wall, and the big thing in the middle was a tombstone, and it just said, four Super Bowls, Grant's tomb.
2: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Rough. Stan
1: was not happy that we never won a Super Bowl. No,
2: I, I, I would believe that. Did
1: you guys ever deal with Stan Maslack?
2: No, 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 no. Yeah. I made a
1: huge mistake. You've been in his bar, though. Sure. Yeah. Made, been in a bar.
2: Yeah.
1: Made a huge mistake in old Stan's bar one time. I got mad at somebody and dropped the F-bomb. Mm-hmm. He made it very clear, don't you ever do that in here again. Mm, really like, well i'll follow your lead there <laughs> sir
2: tip of the cap to uh, you no problem t- yeah tip of
1: the cap to you let me honor you as much as i possibly can
2: <laughs> you know so, that's that's Stan. that's fun uh it is wild to think about the U.S. Bank Stadium being silent, like a moment of silence. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. in there because it's just never quiet in there. It's just constant roaring. Pretty of much noise. true. So just the idea of like you could hear a pin drop in that big building. That
1: is very very sweet. Fans at Bud Grant Memorial doing a nice job.
2: Yeah, that's sweet. I like that.
1: Some of his players were not wild about him. I do know that. I, I mean, don't know I, what that was all about.
2: I don't think he was like you know. It's one of those things where he was a polarizing figure to some.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's very true. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know whatever the hell it is. God, that story keeps popping up everywhere I go. Epstein allegedly tried to extort Bill Gates over an affair. I know that story's popping mm-hmm. up every. Should yeah. I go with it?
2: Yeah, click on it. I, I, well, you know what?
1: I only got two weeks ago, the two minutes to go until Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when Phil Lee, at quarter two, will do that story because I perfect. want perfect. I don't know anything about that story.
2: I know. I yeah, I saw it this morning and threw it on our group chat for sure. Um,
1: Val, Valley Fair chaperone rule. What's that all
2: about? So. I, this is actually a story that came out right when it was opening. I think it came out in April, but I wanted to kind of retouch it since um, mm-hmm. they're officially open about what are the rules with minors at Valley Fair. Oh,
1: okay. So that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very smart, actually. Valley Fair is implementing new chaperone rules this year, which will require all guests ages 15 and younger to be accompanied by an adult who is at least 21 years old. That's amazing they went at 15, though, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I think they're having a lot of problems That's what with I people heard. just dropping kids off.
1: Yeah, we don't be doing
2: that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. She's
0: only 14, isn't she? Yeah, so she turns 15 in like
2: three nope. weeks. Nope, but,
0: sorry. But, but last year, I used Valley Fair as like basically my babysitter. <laughs> I would. It, it's $79 for the yearly pass. I know,
2: it's an amazing yes. deal.
0: I would drop my daughter off there at 11 a.m. I'd be like, call me when you're ready. And she would call at like 7 p.m. And I'm like, I'm coming to get you. And I'm like, what'd you do today? She's like, we just rode rides, hung out, played some games. That's just, terrific. Yeah, though. and I was like, at some point, I was like, Valley Fair is going to catch on. that We are just using that Babysitter process, right? Are, like, right? And, oh, yeah. And, and, and then Kinley's
2: a good, good girl. So she probably just, you know, but the problem is, is not every kid is like Kinley. No,
0: you're right. And there, that that's where the problem, in, and when this came out, I was like, that's a no-brainer. Obviously, you should have chaperones. Right. But, right. yeah, for that one year, boy, I got away with a lot of free time throughout the summer. A uh, Valley Fair is on the phone. They want to talk.
2: To <laughs> yeah. They want daycare money. Mm-hmm. You want some daycare
1: dough. <laughs> you got to send them a check. We'll take a break. Be right back. Uh, Score Norris, Phil. Phil Mackey will join us right after this.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
1: There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killabrew. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Twenty years later, he discovered a new technology that makes My Pillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought My Pillow couldn't get any better, My Pillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your My Pillow 2.0s now.
3: This is Bob Sansiver and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife Mary when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Consultation the number to call is 763-571-2410 that's 763-571-2410 or visit bialkilaw.com that's b-i-a-l-k-e-law.com
4: all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen Diener of the Unidentified Alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com
2: hi everybody this is adriana trijani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our
1: times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
2: All right, actually, I'm glad Tom's not back, Phil, because I do have to have a little chat with you.
5: Are we going to talk Vanderpump right now?
2: Okay, first, if we did, that would be the highlight of my life, but I was actually going to give you a little warning. Uh Uh-oh. Tom is not loving the twins at this moment. Um, He said there's a no twins talk rule today, but yet we somehow have continued to talk about them. So just so you know as, like, a favor from me to you that this is not going to be – this is not going to go well.
5: I love it. He rides the roller coaster. It's a – By the way, the season's been 162 games for the entire time he's been a fan. And he treats every one of them like a football game or like oh. the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they lose two of three. The season's over. They win two of three, plan the parade, yeah. go into the World Series. You oh, know, yeah. just We just need to stay, stay grounded. Okay, he's putting his headphones back on, so... Uh, uh, yes, we're not talking about the Twins. That's right. We were not talking about the Twins at all. Ixnay
1: on the ends Tway. God, they're pissing me off, Phil. They're just pissing me off. I mean, that bullpen is dreadful and the defense is not that great. Uh, clutch hitting. I mean, right now, they, they, man, they're all over the place, aren't they?
5: Do we have freedom to talk twins? Are you break? I I've, I've been told by my sources that this I is a know. no twins fly zone here today.
1: I so. hate everything about the twins. <laughs> so I got some good news for you. <laughs> oh All right. good. I'm gonna, okay. I'm, I'm
5: going to paint right. this I'm going to paint this positive for you. Glad okay? to hear it. I'm going to go big picture here. You're right about the bullpen. They basically have at any given time they have like one and a half reliable relievers Yes. Yep. just kind of trying to figure out what to do, but so uh, the new front office um Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, they took over for Terry Ryan. Did you know Terry very well? Yeah, you I ever? Did. <clears throat> Yep. Nice Great guy. guy. Terry's nice. one of my favorites. Uh, yep. I, actually, I got, I got along really well with Terry and Bill Smith and, uh, and covered them as a writer and a radio mm-hmm. host. But So Derek Falvey and Thad Levine took over in 2017, was their first full year. So this is season seven for the new front office. Mm-hmm. They have run out, by my calculation, 60 different starting pitchers in 7 years. Really 60 60, okay? They finally have their first internally developed starting pitcher. Bailey Ober who starts really? tonight I think against the Giants. So again, 60 different starting pitchers in 7 years. And this is the only guy, Bailey Ober that they have drafted or signed as like an 18-year-old, you know, you know, international free agent mm-hmm. that's been a mainstay rotation guy. And so I'm choosing to look at the positive today. Hey, they have found a guy. They've got some veteran starters. It's the best rotation we've seen in right. maybe two decades around here. And they finally found a good young pitcher that they drafted and
1: developed. You know, I, like I said, the starting pitching has been fine. It's that once they get to that bullpen, and again, the closer is fine. Yeah, But it's just that those middling people are just dreadful. Yeah. And he just like that. It's just I feel like every year it's just kind of a
5: random roll. And you know what they need? You know, back in 2004, they had about three guys on steroids in that bullpen. And yes. no one found out <laughs> for a couple of years. years. Juan That's Rincon, cool. you know, boy, J.C. Romero, remember J.C. Romero? He, sure. he had like two percent body fat. Yep. He's throwing, you know, 97 miles an hour. Like, what? Well, this guy kind of came out of nowhere. He's Yeah. He's injecting HGH between innings every time he goes out.
1: Isn't that amazing? That's what we need.
5: We need to we need to blur the lines of what's uh, cheating and what's not here to get the bullpen back on track.
1: Was there a huge jump in home runs during that whole steroid era? I got to believe oh my it God. had to have been.
5: I saw It's funny. I was, uh, I don't know. Brittany could probably relate to this and Rudy too. I I happened to spend like two hours a day just mindlessly scrolling through videos on social media. You mm-hmm. just fall down a vortex of like Instagram. And then. And then it starts to pick up on what you like to watch and the algorithm and stuff. So it just feeds you content. And somehow I got down a train of like late 90s, early 2000s baseball highlights yesterday. It's funny you brought this up. Right. Right in the middle of the steroid era. And uh, there was an at-bat between Barry Bonds, who hit like 800 home runs or whatever it was. (laughs) All, by the way, all of them after the age of 37. It yes, felt like. Barry, Barry Bonds turned 37. Oh, it's, his head's the size of a watermelon, and he's hitting—he's hitting every ball in the ocean. Uh, yep. And he was going up against. Do you remember the reliever Eric Gagne? He won the oh, MVP sure. award yep. in like 2001 or something. And uh, so, it, and Eric Gagne, by the way, was very much on performance enhancing. Not—it wasn't just hitters. It was right. pitchers were on them. Um, right. like Clemens yep. was doing stuff. And uh, it was just like a random Friday night game on the West Coast, and it's Eric Gagne, it was the Dodgers and the Giants, and Eric Gagne is hopping up ninety-nine miles an hour. Barry Bonds hits a ball four hundred and fifty feet foul. <laughs> so he pull, he pulls a one hundred mile an hour fastball foul down the right field line. He's a left-handed hitter. And the announcers are like, Wow, Barry got all that one. But how do you, you know, how do you pull it foul, a one hundred mile an hour fastball? The next pitch. He hits it to the top of the upper deck and like right center field <laughs> and trots around the bases. Like I like how too. No one knew or well either people knew right, and didn't say anything. Right. But we're we're watching nineteen ninety eight. We're watching Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. There was like three other guys that were flirting with the record. Boy, these guys have elastic sleeved bulging biceps. They're all breaking. You know the, uh, the 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 Roger Maris home run record at the same time. What a coincidence! Everyone's just hitting sixty-five home runs it's, now. This is
1: great it's a coincidence. Yeah. It's all it was. No, <laughs> I do remember when I graduated high school. Well, I I didn't graduate. They let me. I tested out and then hung around for a couple of years until they handed me my. I shouldn't say I hung around. I went to I went to home room. That was it for two years. But um, I went to Minneapolis North, and a guy named. Uh, Well, his name wasn't Jesse Ventura at the time, but uh, he went to Roosevelt the same time I was going to North High School. And I remember this guy came around uh, in, in, uh, well, there were a couple of local gyms we hung out at, right? And he said, man, Tom, if you take this, I can get you benching hundreds of pounds. He said, you will get so because you're, you know, I got a very big frame and all that stuff. He yeah. said, I can get you so strong. You ain't going to believe this. And um, I didn't do it, but I did notice the next time I saw Jesse, he was weighing about 80 pounds of muscle more than the last time I had seen Yeah, him, so. yeah, <laughs> yes. Those guys, like all those wrestlers oh, in the God. 80s,
5: one, one of my favorites growing up, and this was a little, I think Jesse had become the color commentator for the WWF in the oh, late sure. 80s. Yeah. And my favorite wrestler growing up was the ultimate warrior. Oh yeah. And the and the ultimate warrior had tassels around every inch of his biceps <laughs> so that so he was already on steroids and then he wrapped like tight tassels around the biceps to make them bulge even more and he would just shake the ropes. He was probably on 4 pounds of cocaine and steroids and
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk. Man, that was an error. They talk a lot about like for women growing up. Oh, Barbie sets a false, you know, like (laughs) yeah. yeah, Oh, it's a false narrative. Yeah, about like what women are supposed to look like. Meanwhile, we watch dudes like the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, would all ripped. No wonder why every dude nowadays is like all messed up because we never got to achieve that. Also, my other question: HGH is that bad? Is it the new version of steroids? Is it bad for you? Like I know, they well, I think
5: I think they like you know doctors and and hospitals will prescribe HGH for if you're a cancer patient or something, yes. or they'll get you the the proper dosage, right? But mm-hmm. if you're just like a 28 year old professional wrestler or football player and you're looking to get uh, you know 15 pounds heavier, it's just it's a it's a way to expedite the process.
0: Gotcha. You know, I, what HGH I clearly for.
5: have never tried HGH, but. Maybe it's an idea for an endorsement on the show at some point. Really no, here you, for yeah. human
0: growth hormone.
5: Yeah, here That's you go. That's TomBernardShow.com slash HGH. Hey,
1: we always go back to that reference, too, because when I was big into weightlifting and all the rest of it, if you could bench 400 pounds, you were one strong son bitch. I will tell you that. I mean, 400 pounds was pretty decent, no doubt about it. I believe the world record now is 1150. What? The world bench press now is (laughs) 1150 pounds. (laughs) 11? Like one person with two arms? One person with two arms, baby. But they're wearing a a lifting jacket, though. You know those really tight jackets? You ever seen those? A lifting jacket, a benching jacket? Is it the ones like the
5: one that you wear around your waist so your guts don't fall out of your belly button? (laughs) I know.
1: I think that's probably part of it anyway. Know you know, my dad
5: was friends with a deadlifter back in the day who who was, and he oh, and yeah. he told us, you know, behind the scenes, he's like, yeah, I, I'm on steroids, and it's how I win these local competitions right. and stuff. And he was, you know, he would deadlift 650 pounds, oh, just yeah. like it's nothing.
0: Uh, I'm looking this up. Jimmy Cobb bench presses 1,320 <laughs> pounds what? for the all-time world record. This was March 1st of 2020, so just about a what? year ago. See there you go. I even missed out on two hundred pounds because I haven't
3: paid attention. Oh
5: it is, you know, there's a. It would be great if we can if we can get actual time machines at some point <laughs> to just explain some of this stuff to people from two hundred years ago. Oh God, you know, I like know. Just ex- explain, uh, explain Usain Bolt running a you know a nine second hundred meter. It's uh, it's kind of funny when you look at like you can go on Wikipedia for instance, and you can look at the history of the one hundred meter dash. Right. Going back 100 right. years. And we've shaved like two seconds off of it in the last
1: 100 years.
0: Isn't, wild.
1: isn't that unbelievable? What would you say? 1,300
0: and what? 1,320 pounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I, the actual hell is going on? I'm, I'm watching That's the hilarious. video of it right now.
0: And he's he's doing the bench press. And there are... 11 guys on either side of the barbell just to make sure that that thing doesn't come crashing down. (laughs) You know when you get a spot, it's usually one guy? This guy had to have like an entire football team, offense and defense, spot him just to make sure this thing didn't crash down on his head. Did you guys
5: know the the average adult horse... Weighs 1,200 pounds. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. He's like benching a horse with a couple extra dumbbells attached to it.
2: With its, like, saddle on. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Isn't that amazing? 1,330 pounds. And back when I – well, first of all, if you could break 300, tip of the cap to you. To bench 300 was a big deal back then.
5: You know, there was a there was a picture one time. This is like ten or twelve years ago. Remember when Joe Mauer had the bilateral leg weakness yes. mysterious yep. season? Yep, and it was it was a knee. But then there was some. I heard there was some other stuff physically. That he just didn't want to talk about and it. And but they just said ah, it, it's bilateral leg weakness. So so fans were already kind of like, what? What is that? Mean? Right, just get out there and play, right? So kind of a kind of a PR nightmare. But in his recovery later that season, there was a story in the Pioneer Press that showed. Hey, he's back on the mend. He's doing workouts. And the picture on the, the article of the Pioneer Press was Joe Maurer benching the bar, just benching just the 45-pound bar? bar with nothing on. And it was probably just some portion of his warm-up or his workout or something. Right, right. And it, I just remember Twins fans, wait a second, this guy is out with bilateral leg weakness <laughs> and he can't even bench more than the bar? What? no wonder he hits ground balls to second base every time he comes up.
1: What, lifetime three thirty three? Is that about right? Yeah yeah,
5: three something. He's one of the one yeah. of the great hitters in twins' history. I mean, literally can't bench press a lot, but uh,
1: it's right. okay. Every third time he appeared at the plate he got a hit. That is pretty damn amazing. It is. And mean, he would get on base six foot six foot four catcher too for ten years. Remember which... Ted Ted Williams also asked one of his players, why can't you hit four hundred? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he did he hit 40 what 405 I think it was that one he year. hit four well he hit four oh was it 406, 406 in
5: 1942 1945
1: <laughs> 406 and, and the last
5: game of the season was a it was a double header and oh, he really? was sitting I think he was sitting right above 400 and I, I want to say the manager didn't have his name in the lineup card because he hey, hey to bench him, yeah. the last day of the season. Yep. You're already hitting 400, and he said, "You put my damn name in the lineup card. I'm gonna I'm gonna earn my 400 batting average."
1: And did he go like two for four in that game?
5: I think he well he did enough to stay above 400, right? For sure.
1: God, that's so amazing.
2: That is crazy. We have a uh, email for Phil. If you have a second, uh, from Aaron. Phil, does Jax have minor league options? He's a two six. Why not send him down like they do the other hitters that are struggling?
5: Griffin said Griffin Jax is one of the the relievers that Tom has been sending hate mail to over the weekend. I should have, yes, yeah, to his family. Yeah, he was he was kind of a breakout star for the Twins in that bullpen last year, and uh, yeah, he's I want to say he has six losses already. He's a reliever with six losses in the first what seven weeks of the season. Yeah, I do believe he has minor league options, but. That's the thing. It's not like there's a treasure trove of great relievers just mm-hmm. waiting to be called up from the St. Saint Paul Saints or, or somewhere else. So, uh, I guess we have to sneak some HGH to Griffin Jacks. I think that's the solution. <laughs> that's the
2: answer. I like that.
1: Yeah, maybe some uh, maybe some anabolic steroids. Isn't that what they used back in the eighties? Pretty sure. Hell no, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about it. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll keep moving forward. Our twins are still. Are they still up what two and a half games or three and a half? three and a half. Still three, three and, and a half, half on the
5: Tigers right now.
1: God, that division sucks. Oh my. It does. And the God. Tigers
5: are still running out. So this is the, this is the cautionary tale for giving athletes these ten-year contracts for $35, dollars. You know the Tigers are still running out Miguel Cabrera every day. He's really, like forty-two years old. And I want to say he's hitting about a buck 50, but he's making 30, 35 million. So, of course, you're going to get, I'll put my uniform on and ground out three times for 35 million. That's the second best team in the division right now. They're Mm -hmm. running out the corpse of Miguel Cabrera. So (laughs) I think the twins will be fine, even if their bullpen struggles for a little
1: bit. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So, Hani yesterday they announced he'll probably be the first 60 million dollar a year baseball player. Yeah. 60 million a year to play baseball. That's insane.
5: There was a, you know, it's funny. There was actually a Twitter rumor that came out. It depends on how much you guys trust uh, an account that's MLB rumors with well. no attribution or sourcing <laughs> or anything. But uh, I'll throw this out there. It's fun to recklessly speculate. And this account, again, there's, this is not a Buster Olney or uh, you know, Peter Gammons or pick your, uh, your baseball insider.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Rumor. Dodgers, Mets, and Twins expected to be big-time players at the trade deadline and will be heavily involved in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. Oh, God. And then the follow-up, because a lot of Twins fans are like, what? Why are the Twins in that group? Right. And uh, the follow-up was, people seem to be pretty appalled that the Twins are in the mix, but I've heard they are. We're still far away from the deadline, but I don't think the Twins are a team to be
1: joking about. They're trying to build a winner at the trade deadline. Well, why do they not believe that the twins? I mean, the Polad's got a few bucks. I don't know if they know that or not. They do. So they do. If they want them, they'll go get him, right?
5: And you could also you could get him. He could play for the rest of the season, and then he could go get paid sixty million dollars per year from somebody else after right. the season's over. You could do it that way. All right, or, Pally. You, or you could pay him. Pay him. Let's you could pay Let's him. put together a fund. A Tom Bernard show fund to get Shohei Otani a condo in Minneapolis. Let's okay. make it happen. I need sixty listeners to
1: send in a million apiece, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be all set. We'll be good to go. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you on Friday. With all right, Mr. Let's do it. Thanks a lot, Phil Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. Score North. So the What are you waving me off? No, that I waving bikes, no, I was waving bikes. I didn't you bug you. She was waving me. She's like Tom. Tom,
2: get him out of here. Get Tom out of here. Get after Tom the twins out of here
1: invention. right now. Look at Phil
2: ran as he should.
1: No, see, I love talking about sports with Phil and, oh, yeah. and Judd. They're just really, really
2: good. They're at Great that guys. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I, that that uh, 1,330 pounds. Jesus, yep. I thought 1,150 was high enough, but no.
0: Or as I like to call it, two of my ex-girlfriends. Yeah.
3: Oh.
0: You know, they only weighed about 800 apiece.
1: It was unbelievable. <laughs> no big deal. Not <laughs> yes, a problem Yes, it was whatsoever. a big
0: deal, actually. Oh, see?
2: <laughs> see? Huh? Ah, yeah. yeah. Ah.
1: It'll be pulled off the air before you know it.
2: I know, right? We're hitting a lot of body dysmorphia today. It's Chris set the tone. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Here's a question. I just This just popped up on the screen. Would you trust an AI lawnmower to mow your lawn?
2: I've seen one of those they've
1: been they've been around for years, haven't mm-hmm. they? Yeah,
2: there we have one of those in our neighborhood, and I love Cetics. I always imagine it's a ghost pushing it
1: Why would you care though?
2: <laughs> I don't know, it's like a room but it's cool.
1: If you're still not ready to trust your kids to mow your lawn, would you trust artificial intelligence? Uh, there's another robot mower on the way to, uh, that uses AI technology to mow your lawn. It's called the lawn the lawnmeister mm. duh, duh, duh. And it's kind of like a room, a room before your lawn. It can navigate obstacles like pets, toys, and even dog poop in the grass. It doesn't chaotically zigzag through your property bouncing off wires. It can mow in a straight line. It can learn the digital boundaries of your yard. So it won't end up... That, see, I hate the fact that AI can learn. I'm not wild about you're, that. You're
2: not in love with that. Uh, I've seen one of these in action. Oh,
1: you
0: have?
2: And they are so slow. Like, that's one oh, thing you have to accept... That it is so slow. And I know that's something you set and forget and go live your life, right. but I was watching it one day. I was on a run, and I stopped, and I was like, oh, okay, let's, let's check this out. I remember being like, this is painful to watch. Mm-hmm.
1: Too slow. It's so
2: slow. Maybe they're getting better. This is like last year, but yeah. Okay,
1: I have a question for you. This mm-hmm. whole no-mo-may, right?
0: Yes. Isn't that, doesn't that only apply to lawns where you have dandelions? Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about this because somebody got in my neighborhood, got all up in arms, and they were kind of going around the block saying, "Hey, uh, can you guys stop mowing?" And we were all like, "What? What are you talking? Oh, it's no mow May. All right, great." So I went online, I looked it up. Turns out, as per almost everything else, mm-hmm. no mow May is a total crock of shit. It is. It's a total lie. Absolute. It because, is. and yep. here's and one of the things that they debunked is, if you are allowing you know for some of the pollinators to come out to your lawn and to you know jump on your your grass and use the the dandelions and stuff like that right the second you start mowing now they're like where's our food source? Yeah. What, what happened to it? Now mm-hmm. they're confused. They're better off going and finding where that food source is oh. going to be continuously all year yeah, makes sense. instead of you allowing them to be there for the first month and then mowing everything. And now they now they have to try to go find it and they're, you're actually doing a disservice. It's
2: like feeding the ducks. Yes. That's why you don't feed the ducks, especially yes, when it's time right. for them to migrate out is that they will think, okay, why don't we just stay here? There's actually a food source and then are feeding all the bird you know, any of the birds and then they'll stay and not migrate south, and then er, Mm -hmm. rest in peace.
1: You know, the house isn't there anymore, so I can say it. 2011 26th Avenue North in North Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. My mother owned the house there. Yeah. It's just an empty lot now. Yeah. But I remember walking by. My buddy Dale came walking by once, and I'm standing in the front yard. So picture me in the front yard of a house at 26th Avenue North. Okay. He looks at me. He looks down at the, the ground, looks at me again and goes, Tom, when are you going to mow your dirt? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have the,
1: the lush lawn oh, that yeah, most yeah, people yeah, had, yeah. if you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God. That neighborhood, there's so many great memories. Our next door neighbor, every month he would have a grain belt beer semi pull up to his house and bring in 30 cases of beer. Oh, my God. That guy drank a case of beer Mm -hmm. every day. That is rough. Uh, That's got to be not too good for you, I wouldn't think.
0: Uh. I lived in a neighborhood in Mankato where uh, there was a few of us. We all rented a house down there, Mm -hmm. and somebody just said, you know what would be a great idea because we're all blowing money on beer all the time? right? How about, uh, because one of us had a decent-sized garage that was all locked up, I said, how about uh, we just order, pool our money and let's just order a pallet? Let's order a pallet of Keystone. Yeah. And that, way, that way we never have to go to the liquor store again because we all drink Keystone. So we just had a pallet. You can get a pallet of beer delivered yeah, you to can. your garage. Yep. And then we would just go in and grab it when we needed it.
2: Did it work out fine with you guys?
0: Yeah, it was great. Everybody, because you just pitch in. It's yeah. all set, It's not like you pay as you go. No, no. So, yeah, everybody just split it up. They dropped it off. And it was like, hey, just swing by, you know, once a week on Friday. Grab your case of beer and off you go.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: That's how life should work. Mm-hmm. I
2: know. I'd known people that had, like, all gone in. They're like, why don't we do, like, a keg situation? And it never works out wow. Wow.
1: well. kegs don't.
2: No, I just feel like, because it's like, well, this, they don't have, there's, like, a maintenance thing. There's a the cooling thing. There's, all like, a lot of little things going involved. If you don't finish that keg within a couple days... It gets weird. Yeah,
0: the kegerator—that's how you knew that you were in—you were a drinker for life. Yeah, you're deep in. You had a kegerator in the house. Oh, that's, I would yeah. imagine our, yes.
2: our people had the Jaeger dispensers, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's a bottle. It's not that hard to pour. Okay, <laughs> yeah. like.
0: They had a
1: dispenser for beer.
2: For, no, Jäger, yeah, uh, Jägermeister. Oh,
1: oh, that's oh, that oh, I had
0: that once.
2: Yeah, yeah, Vomited yeah.
0: Vomited for about a week. <laughs> my Uber driver in Oklahoma City. I said, so hey, like there's a, there's some breweries around. I have the afternoon to kill. I just want to go do some writing and get a bite to eat. And he goes, I'm not a beer drinker. I drink Jäger and orange juice.
2: I cannot live Ooh. my life hearing that ever again. No, <laughs> so
0: it's that bad, huh?
2: I, that's just a deadly—Yegg is one of those things you just take a shot of. I've never wanted—people like a red, people had Red Bull and Yeg. I have no idea why you want to—that nah. one you want to take down. It's kind of like cold medicine where it's, it's quick, dirty, done.
1: Never forget, when Kath and I first moved in together, came home, found her naked in the tub, <laughs> hammered, and she said, I said, honey, what were you drinking? And she said, and I quote, Blash Ruskins.
2: Blash Ruskins. Blash
1: Ruskins. Yes. Very famous drink. That'll get
2: you every time.
1: I have never seen her that hammered again. That's so funny. She didn't get drunk. She gets sillier than hell, which I love when she does that.
2: Yeah, she's the type that'll rock a a glass of wine for a while. Just one.
1: Yeah, just one. There you go. Poll predicts violence from dads like me on all-gender bathrooms. Uh, Illinois State Senator Neil Anderson, I'd beat the living piss out of men in unisex bathrooms with my child. Well,
2: okay. then why
1: would you go in there? Yeah,
2: what are you doing? Where are you hanging out? You're looking for trouble. Like,
1: Why do we need all gender bathrooms, by the way? I don't I mean, know I'm why. Not, I don't give a rat's ass. Go pee wherever you want. I don't I care. I think
2: they're a great idea and a lot of times. In, lo- in some situations, you go, that's a great idea because one, one of the sexes will have uh, way more people in one. Mm-hmm. So it's like... All right, let's just share pool resources and have stalls and call it a day. I don't think it's that big of a deal.
1: But you know people are going to take advantage of that and constantly make sure you can see his penis. You know they're going to do that. But
2: here's the thing, it's not like women's bathrooms are locked. If you if a, no, if, I know. if they're a, if you're a pervert and you want to make something happen, you can still make something happen now. Like But
1: wasn't it illegal to walk in women's rooms if you were a man?
2: I don't think it's I don't think there's a legality to oh, there, it. Was,
1: there was. I know. Um, I don't know if there is any more.
2: But I mean, the thing is, is like, if you want to show your penis to me, you can do that. Like, I mean, it's I not going to go over well. But it's like, illegal. Yeah. I mean, but it, I don't think the idea of the all-gender bathrooms are changing.
1: I'm not. See, that's one of those situations. I don't give a rat's ass what you do. I don't, I don't care.
2: care. I'll honestly, if you guys are like from now on, you have to pee in that corner. I'd say, okay.
1: Exactly. I Who don't cares?
2: care. I don't, I don't really care. But that's. I have no problem with any of that
1: and Illinois lawmakers making headlines for his reaction to a bill that would greenlight mixed gender bathrooms in his state. On Thursday, Illinois senators uh, debated HB 1286, which would allow for the creation of public multiple uh, multi-occupancy restrooms that individuals of any gender can use. For the Washington Post, these bathrooms would have floor-to-ceiling stall dividers and lockable doors and there would be no urinals. Oh, so you have to go on a thing and close the door anyway, so who cares?
2: Exactly. There's a little peapod area, so mm-hmm. you're fine.
1: But there are people that are going to take advantage of this and do things they shouldn't be doing.
2: But there always is, and they always will. Like, they're going Not to be in the try- men's
1: room, they don't.
2: I'm just saying, they, I'm sure somebody's secretly getting off on you seeing there. If they're, like, into that, or, like, if you're at a park and somebody flashes you, like, there's, there's always going to be that. Like, this doesn't change that there's pedophiles and monsters. I'm going to
1: go with this term. Stop staring at my dink. That's what I'm going to say <laughs> you. have
2: been saying that every morning when you walk <laughs> in. Yes, every
1: morning. Stop staring at my dink while we're in this unisex bathroom.
2: Brittany, my eyes are up here.
1: I don't know. Like I said, I'd, I'd love to care about stuff like that. You do what you do, whatever. I don't care, right? Yeah. Just don't be preying on little children. Otherwise, I'd have to hit you in the head with a bat. Yeah.
0: It's almost there are spots that are a little too progressive like I was in yeah. Portland, I was in Portland, Oregon, and there was a shared bathroom and it wasn't like a, hey, I'll use the bathroom because I'm a male and then you use the bathroom' right, when you're a female right. This was one big ass bathroom with just straight up stalls, all stalls. And I'm like, I'm not gonna sit down on this toilet right next to a woman. It, it, feel, it, it felt so awkward and weird. It feel awkward, yeah, I I'm like, I there's no way. I, I was like, I'll, I'm going to run down the street, you guys. I can't do this. This is, feels weird.
2: That's first off, you're a baby. Secondly, there's like a lot of bars around here that do that. They where, do, really? Yeah
0: but I'm talking about I'm sitting imagine you know how the bathrooms are here Yeah. imagine if you are a woman who's sitting on a toilet yeah. next to a man who is also sitting on a toilet who's dropping one loudly next it feels disgust. I want mystery I don't want to like be looking at a girl like eyeing her up from the other side of the bar and then I walk out of the stall at the same time and I was like man who was blowing up the bathroom next to me and it's the pretty lady who I was just having a yeah. conversation with I don't want that I just keep it separate uh, listen uh, your home bathroom is a no your home bathroom Bathroom is a multi-gender bathroom, right?
2: Yeah, it's yeah. we I mean. don't have men Actually, or women. it's
0: not. No, you, guys, well, you guys have specific and I have our plans. own bathroom. Okay, it's true. Must be nice. But I just don't like when you're both male and female are in the bathroom at the same time. Yeah, yeah I, that I understand. Weird. That's yeah. a
2: hang-up. You yeah. got to hang up. I like to say that hang-up. He's got a hang up. No, it's not. Listen, women pee. We also poop. I mean, not me, obviously. Not you,
1: of course. No question about it. I don't, is there anything that's all right, though? See, here's the problem I have with the world right now. Nothing's all right anymore. The way you used to do it, it's 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily. Yeah. Calm down, right?
2: I do feel like I will say this. When you start, if you're going to mix bathrooms, right? Like if we're going to commit to like, all right, we all have the same bathrooms, then you're right. I will say like we got to put a little bit of extra money and maybe make them a little bit more like the seams touch. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm gonna. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I, I will concede in. to yes. that. Yes. And conceding for me is hard. So mm-hmm. there we go. There's my compromise. Well,
1: the only problem that I think maybe Rudy and I have is, you know, there are guys that are gonna take advantage of that.
2: Well, I mean, but the, the thing is, disgusting. Is there's guys that are gonna take advantage of anything. And at the end of the day, if you're perverted enough to sh- want people to see your penis, you're gonna do it in all places. All? Pretty much. I mean, I don't think that's like now. Finally, there's a place. Guess what? They can bust it. They're, well, what's keeping them out of the women's room that's so assertive?
1: Get out of my garage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I, like I said, it just, there's little kids involved, and don't be bringing little. See, would you want to bring a little kid into a, a, a unisex bathroom? I don't I, know.
2: I, I don't know what age I'm going to let a kid ever go to the bathroom by themselves, right, anyways. I would right. not trust. Any like that, I would never send my three year old into a woman's bathroom by herself, mm-hmm. right? No, I understand. So it's like at yeah. that point, yeah, good luck. I mean, if you're if you want to try anything, like I am the type that will physically harm you, so like I'm not worried about that, you... yeah.
1: Well, there you go. Well, and I just tell them I have a 357 Magnum in my pocket, so leave me alone.
2: I can't fund is this my peen or is that my gun I'm reaching for?
1: <laughs> you know what. We do have to take a break, be right back in a couple minutes, wrap this thing up right after this.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
2: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company.
1: And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company.
2: As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses.
1: And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
4: Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? Hubbard Interactive can help. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with hubbardinteractive.com building campaigns that connect
1: as you know my friend mike lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow mike created the giza dream bed sheets they look and feel great which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule mike found the world's best cotton it's called giza it's ultra soft and breathable but extremely durable Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sheets, and so much more. Call 800-516-5146. Use promo code Tom. Or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code Tom.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Now, I don't know where this is. I'm looking at the picture, and I don't recognize it. This is America's best beach. Where would you think that is, the two of you?
2: South Africa. I heard they have amazing... America's, America's best, best beach. beach. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How can you not listen to three straight hours? I was listening. Three straight I just, hours You just she said best beach, and right. I
2: got hyper-focused on that. I said, America's best Okay, I best hear you. Beach,
1: disaster.
2: Um, South Carolina, is that the ones that have some good ones? hmm
1: So you're going South Carolina? Yeah,
2: I'll go South Carolina.
1: Okay, where are you going?
2: I'll say Alabama.
1: I And I will say um, the Breakers. And Palm Beach. Okay. 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 And I again, I'm looking at a picture. I don't know if that's a picture of the actual beach or not. I'll click on it. Okay. So we got we got South Carolina, we got Alabama, and we got Florida. I'm clicking on the story. Uh, well, St. George Island State Park in Florida is number one in in New Doctor Beach ranking. What do you mean Doctor Beach? What The hell does that mean?
2: I have no idea. Maybe that's like a publication.
1: Or some sort of
2: rating system.
1: This is a gorgeous beach, no doubt about it. I don't know if it's on the west or east coast, though. The coastal science, uh, scientist known as Dr. Beach. Oh, so Dr. Beach actually is a doctor hmm. with a fake name.
2: Okay,
1: okay. yeah. Uh, his annual list of America's best beaches ahead of Memorial Day and one uh, the, one on the uh, Florida Panhandle. Oh, so it is up near the pan. So oh, kind of wow. where you were talking about, mm-hmm. Yeah. just Florida instead of Alabama. Sure. Um, this particular ranking gets more attention than most because Stephen Leatherman, of Florida International University has been pulling it uh, putting it out for 33 years Leatherman bases is ranking on 50 criteria including everything from sand and waves to crowding and wildlife this year's top 10 I would imagine those beaches up there I haven't spent any I've been there but I've never been to the beach there I gotta believe those beaches probably are nowhere near as crowded as the southern beaches
2: oh I bet because
1: that's not that's not a big or is that a big vacation
0: area? I
2: mean, we've never none of us have heard of it, so I think that just is pretty telling right mm-hmm. there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The beach is like around like Daytona Beach and stuff cuz I had camped down there on the ocean for a week. Right. And that entire and it was gorgeous. It was one of the best places. In fact, some of yep. the the public and like the state-run campgrounds at, in Florida are some of the best places I have ever stayed. Like they are they're beautiful. Like all the amenities are set up. The showers are great. Like they have a spot for you to like wash your clothes and dry things out. Re- they really do take great care of all, because yeah. they really want to be able to bring that those tourist dollars in. And I'm t- I would definitely go back and camp on that beach for sure.
1: You know what's so funny about Florida? The further south you get, the more expensive it gets. Really? Isn't that yeah. weird? It's true.
0: Yeah, well, they call the panhandle the redneck Riviera. Yes,
1: they do. Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. it's not anywhere near as expensive.
0: No, yeah. So I
2: might be able to afford a mm-hmm. vacation spot right there.
0: Maybe.
1: There are Calhoun. Oh, wait a minute. There is no Calhoun anymore. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. It all works. What's it
2: called again? I'm going to say it wrong, but I used to Bide say Bede Makaska. Ma-
1: Ma- Ma- is it Bede Makaska or Makaska Ma- or what hey, is you're it?
0: You're close. I believe it's Bede So it is The Makaska. ka is the, the, the hard syllable.
2: I'm scared to try again. Ka! Bede Makaska.
1: It works. I'm done. I think it's phenomenal. Nailed Great it. Job. No doubt about it. Yeah, but I, I tell you, it's, uh, I don't know that people really understand how lucky we are to have all those, uh, particularly in downtown Minneapolis or at least on the edge of downtown on the south side, to have all those beautiful lakes right in a row there. We are damn lucky.
2: It's so gorgeous. Sometimes if you're, you know, at Lake of the Isles and you're looking yeah. over it and you can see the city line, you go, I'm damn lucky.
1: It's a beautiful city.
2: I know. I used to love looking like, in Bryn Mawr and you could see from the park, you could see all the skylines. It was so beautiful. That's funny. Whenever
1: I have a little extra time, like this morning I did, I left the house early. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, I was tired as hell when I woke up, and I, th- I, I thought, I better get out of here, or I'm going to fall asleep
2: again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I did. I got up, and I, so I left the house a little early, and I went for a, a drive around the lakes.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. It's, well, it's just so
1: damn gorgeous. There's nobody there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, because they're all on the freeway at, like, 6.30 in the morning and the rest of it. But I drove by Paul uh, Paul's old house, Paul Major's, mm-hmm. where he used to live. God, we... We had a few cocktails in that residence. A little I'm fun. Telling. A little
2: oh, fun God. there.
1: We had so much fun. It was unbelievable. I love that. That whole area. I know. Um, you know, Lake of the Isles and, and Bidet McCoskey and, and Harriet. and I mean, all of them.
2: I was so lucky. Yeah, I nannied for a family who I'm still super close with. It's my nanny family. They uh, lived on Lake of the Isles. Oh, yeah. And like... Ha- being in charge of like fun teenagers and having that be our central point was just so fun. Like we just had a yep. blast.
1: All right, we'll close with this because now it just I always have these memories that pop in my noggin. Theaterworth Park. Love it. You could ride your bike down the old parkway right uh, there from our old neighborhood and mm-hmm. Brad, Brad Roden and I went to the uh to the beach. Yeah. And there's a little changing room to put your Swim trunks on and all the rest of it. Yeah. I uh, wore mine there. I was like, why would I want to change there? I'll just put on my swimsuit here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I still wanted to go and I, I didn't even remember what the hell I had to hang up because I wasn't wearing a jacket, something, whatever. Yeah. Opened up a locker, little poopy underwear in there. Just the mm. thrill. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Thank Love you that. for thanks for storing that in there for me. I really appreciate it.
2: I've never swam in that because you can see that one. That's the one right off 55. That's you can correct. See. Yeah, yep. I've never swam in that lake. What's it like?
1: Uh, back when I was a kid, I haven't swum in it in years yeah. now. But but when I was a kid, it was great.
2: Yeah, they've got a great park there too.
1: Oh yeah, the park there is gorgeous.
2: It's so fun.
1: All right, that's good. Andy must be here. How how could you tell? I
2: don't know. His, His allergens follow him.
0: Exactly. All right, that's
1: gonna do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.